0: Hello and welcome to episode forty-seven of Flicks in the Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo. With me, forever and always, the man, the myth, our very own Colossus, Alessandro Violsi. Say hello, Al.
1: Luke definitely nails his sister. Why? <laughs> 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 I'm
0: sorry. I'm a little distracted by that horrendous pour. Yeah, it came out very frothy. There's a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna finish right now. That's probably the only reason why mine didn't. Is I. I stop it because I'm always. I'm always worried. That I'm going to be going for too long and the intro is just going to be just the sound of pouring beer for enough time for people to stop listening.
1: I mean, how long is it really? We do it for like three to five seconds. Yeah, it's, and it's... it
0: feels like an eternity, though, because I'm being very, very careful while I'm doing it. It's like it's never ending the pour. What What was that Luke? What was that line? Why? <laughs> Where
1: did that come from? That was in Deadpool too. Uh, it's yes. the scene, yeah. Okay. The, yes, you're the right. Scene you're when right. they're watching the movie.
0: <laughs> you're right. Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> that's our. I mean, that's, that's such a low
1: stakes spoiler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, all right. So on this week's episode, our blockbuster run kicks off. Uh, little Walking Dead season nine, huh? News. Uh, its sequel casting so far. Superhero fatigue. The Redux. And sequels galore. All before we dive into our flick of the week, Deadpool 2. But first, Al, what treat do you have for us today?
1: I think superhero fatigue fatigue would probably be the way to say that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the fatigue of the fatigue.
0: The fatiguing.
1: The, oh, nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, so this is yet another Jack's Abbey entry because I had the pleasure of sampling this at the New York City Crap Beer Festival uh, a month or so ago. Excellent. And I did not know that this beer, this particular beer, existed until I saw it there. I was like, "Hey, I know Jack's Abbey. Uh, do we know Jack's Abbey?" Um, and we love is, Jack's Abbey. We love Jack's Abbey. One of our favorite. It's quickly moved into a position to rival Newberg Brewing as one of our. Maybe we yeah. can get them to. Maybe we can Ooh. get the two of them to vie for our, <laughs> exactly for our sponsorship. What do you do if they both
0: say no? <laughs>
1: You mean, what do we do when they both say no? Oh, guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay. we're drinking Jack's Abbey Blood Orange Wheat Rattler. What, what, is, is, a, a, what is a Rattler? Um, it is basically synonymous with a shandy.
0: Ooh, Ooh I didn't know uh, that going in. This is a treat.
1: Yes, I did my homework, as I always try to be prepared for you guys. Come, nice. I try and bring the knowledge. I, I appreciate it. So a radler is basically interchangeable with shandy. Shandy was the kind of British term for it and radler was the German term for it. Got it. Uh, so I think radler means cyclist in German and the German tavern keeper who invented the term named it after the people cycling through the countryside of Bavaria and who were drinking all of his beer. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, all this, I can
0: think of is that stupid HBO mockumentary
1: right oh. now. <laughs> <laughs> the Andy Samberg one? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I, I guess basically what happened was um, they would typically want something light and refreshing to drink. It's typically a blonde ale or lager. Um, okay. So the difference, the only difference really between a Shandy and a Rattler is a Shandy is a little bit more generic in the sense that It's a beer mixed with kind of any sort of fruit or fruit juice or whatever, lemonade, um, or even like lemon-lime soda.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, And I can also, I think, refer to like any of those things mixed with like even ginger ale or ginger beer, whereas a Rattler is a little bit more specific in that it's beer mixed with a citrus fruit juice. Okay. They're they're basically interchangeable. Huh.
0: Interesting. Are these one of – so is this one of those ones where like – the fresher you get it the better off you are
1: uh probably although i mean so i don't know how long this one specifically i don't know if this is a yearly thing cuz obviously our relationship with jack's abbey is still fairly new
0: mhm
1: um this one was canned on march 28th so fairly fresh as it is okay nice nice um but let's uh, let's yeah. have a little sip
0: I just as as you take your sip Allow me to read this little remark on the side here. Blood orange wheat fan favorite, super juicy, bloody refreshing. <laughs> I like that. I also like the can art, the cross sections of the well, it's of literally any citrus fruit. There's nothing notable about that makes that makes it a blood orange, but good enough. <laughs> yes, I'm going in. Cheers. Do it. Cheers. Ooh, I got a clink. Oh. Yep. Okay, that's who loves orange soda. <laughs> that's delicious. Yes, that is. I dare I say, bloody refreshing.
1: <laughs> to, no, quote, it is, to quote a can. To quote a can that's in front of him. Um, oh, no, it is. Um, it is pitch perfect for what it's been released as this spring summer yeah. uh, seasonal
0: type beer. The, it's funny. Um, as soon as I brought it to my nose, I, you know, you know how scents do that, where it what takes you—it it takes you immediately back to something. Um, mm-hmm. My cousin used to mix, like, he would mix the drink. It was—I think it was like three or four ingredients, but the two that would stand out to me it was part it was part Blue Moon, part Fanta, the orange one, and then something else in a it, a shandy. Yeah, and it was—I mean. And that was it. Like, that, that scent right there was was exactly that. The taste is much better, though. <laughs> much, much it's better. Funny,
1: as, as, I was, um, as I was sampling the notes of the beer, I actually um, detect a fair amount of yeastiness, which is surprising to me for a lager. But they also had, like, an unfiltered lager with the yeast, which is kind of breaking with the rules of lagers as I understand them. Hmm. Though, admittedly, I'm not an expert. Yeah, didn't that come up once before? Yeah, one of theirs was um, I think was it was it beer? I think so. <laughs> I, think, I think it was their beer. <laughs> I think it was Jack's heavy beer. <laughs> beer with an eye. Yeah. yep.
0: yep. That, that's good. I'm pretty sure. I do
1: get that residual citrusy acidi- acidity on yeah. the tongue. Because mm-hmm. I guess a little I've acid been, tongue. <laughs> yeah, I've been noticing, but that very that's very specific uh, citrus rind um acidity yeah um i'm also noticing now because i've had twice in the last few days something that was blood orange based it's not a super strong flavor no which surprises me a little bit it's not
0: there's nothing like that jumps out to me that it is blood orange though it just it seems like a standard orange to me
1: (laughs) the other day i hand squeezed blood oranges for margaritas nice and they came out very well, but again, I noticed that it was a good flavor, but it's not a strong flavor.
0: Yeah,
1: I like I like blood orange. There's a. Um, they look ugly so as dumb. hell. Oh, they're they're
0: yeah, they're terrifying. Uh, <laughs> they, they look like oranges that that didn't make it,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but delicious nonetheless. Uh, well, what a shock! Jack Sabby does it again. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's Abbey strikes again. Call me when they fail. Um, sweet. Any other notes on this sucker?
1: Uh, on this one, uh, it's four percent alcohol by volume. That's there,
0: about so, so we can we can drink a lot of them. Yeah, and just be play some uh, can jam.
1: Yeah, nice. I could uh, I could definitely enjoy bringing a couple sixes of this to the beach, play a little can oh. jam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Little sun and breeze and. Salt water be great. What are you doing this weekend? <laughs>
0: uh, well, um, we'll tomorrow
1: I'm driving up to Vermont for a wedding Thursday. Nice. So some of you may be gifted with listening to this while I'm Ooh. beginning the process of getting drunk for a wedding.
0: Nice. So you're, you'll be with the listeners in spirit.
1: In uh, spirits.
0: Ah, I'll be with them in spirits,
1: yes. <laughs> uh,
0: happy accident. Uh, <laughs> sweet. So, shall we dive into our first topic here?
1: Sure, why not?
0: Right, put down, I put down our Blockbuster run kicks off. And that's because we had a little we had a little two-week break here. I think it was two weeks? We had a yes. week break. I think we were like a week off, a week on, a week off. Whatever. I no, was no, at Disney and it was remember, amazing. We, we
1: pre-recorded a little bit.
0: Right, right.
1: And that chewed up the buffer. Mm-hmm. But so then the we missed gone. a week because <laughs> I was... Um, yeah. Dying. We're working 12-hour days in my backyard Yeah, yeah. Uh, for two weeks. Okay, and then the the reason we, we chewed out the buffers is because I was at Disney and it was incredible. Yes, Okay. and then I didn't get to see Deadpool or Solo, and yeah. then I finally saw him this week. So so
0: just so two things of note from that trip. One, you need to go to Animal Kingdom and go on the Avatar Flight of Passage ride because, oh my god. That's well, <laughs> one so of cool. the new Avatar it's rides they put so in. so good. It's so... <laughs> Good. We waited like two and a half hours for it. Or it might not have even been that long, but it was like at least two. And it was totally worth it. Like to the point where it's like, I would probably have just gotten back online again afterwards if the park wasn't closing. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it was like, we, it was the last thing that we did. It was the last ride we did in Disney before we went to Universal. And mm-hmm. it was just like, that was just. What a what a topper on this trip. Like that was <laughs> it was unbelievable. You like I look to my right and Kim is on this on this ride and just like pure elation. <laughs> just like <laughs> just wide smile, like
1: ah, ah. <laughs> just go through
0: this It's great. Such a good time. That's uh, you right, I don't, definitely I don't check it out.
1: I I don't think I got to ask you much about Florida because I saw you like when you were like back for like I guess you were back for a whole week at that point.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, that was that was definitely definitely the highlight of of the Disney portion of the trip, the Universal portion of the trip, and I know you'll appreciate this. The friggin' whole Harry Potter world that you can go into is just unbelievable. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yes. and I know people have said this over and over again. And I just this is the first time I'm going. I've gone there, so I'm I'm. It's still fresh in my mind. It was incredible. Butterbeer is the most unbelievably delicious thing.
1: I don't, you know, I don't think I actually got any when I was there last, it was a few years ago. Um, I think, like, we went to get some, and, like, they were out of stock, like, everyone drank it all. Bastards, it's so delicious. For, like, the day, like, oh, yeah, like, we'll have it again in, like, four hours, we're waiting on, like, a shipment or something like that.
0: I'm I'm not surprised. I mean, I would drink all of it, and then go into diabetic coma. Um, But it's delightful. Uh, There's... Couple things. Uh, one, you'll you'll probably remember the names of places better than I will. So can you name some of the, the like one of the places to eat and drink in Diagon Alley?
1: Leaky Cauldron.
0: That's the one. I had breakfast there <laughs> and it was <laughs> awesome. And they gave us pumpkin juice. And the pumpkin juice was incredible. It was almost like a cider that just pumpkin flavored, like pumpkin oh, pie nice. flavored. It was like it was delicious. Uh, food was great, atmosphere was awesome. Seeing little kids wave wands around and things actually happen was the coolest <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's just so awesome, and like the looks on their faces when it happens. Uh, you get to go into. We went into Oliver's, and they did a. It's. I didn't know what. Like we were on the line. We're like, okay, you know, we'll go. We'll, we'll do everything in here. Let's see what's going on. So we got online, got inside, and this, the doors closed behind us. And there was like you know a group of like maybe ten to fifteen people in the room. Everybody else in the room full character. And it was great. <laughs> and they like, they picked one person out. They let the wand choose them. It was just, it was an experience. It was like, I felt like I was in the book and it was just the coolest thing. And if you ever get a chance to go and really just uh, like spend your time there, it is so much fun. It's just a, just a blast all around. Also, the dragon on top of, uh, of the bank just breathes fire like every 30 minutes and it's terrifying.
1: <laughs> and warm. Well, fire tends to be. Yeah,
0: lots of fun um we also got to go on the fast and furious ride.
1: i was not aware of such a thing
0: it's new uh have you been on the king kong ride the skull island one probably not that i think it was was new since the last time you've gone
1: yeah no it's been i want to say about six or seven years since i went
0: oh, okay yeah so those two rides are very similar um and in the concept you're in a big big like one, it's like one thing, and everybody's in it, and it's it rolls into a room, and it's you know a lot of motion and like it like jerks back and forth and stuff like that. But really, you're just surrounded by scream, and it's oh, it's like all I'm not around a fan you. Of those. I'm not a fan of those when they're done poorly. I'm not like like the Fast and Furious one, um, but <laughs> the King Kong one is incredible. <laughs> it's real good. The best part about the Fast and Furious one was the line. As I was walking through the line, you get around and you're like oh my god i'm in the backyard from the movie this is great there's the barbecue there's the coronas this is amazing um but the rest of that ride was was really really like i'm saying it was cheesy we know fast and furious is cheesy this is too cheesy (laughs) it's just it's too much
1: i mean the fast and furious series is like an entire palette of cheese whiz canisters fair well done
0: (laughs) well done uh (laughs) I I would say though, like if you're if you're listening to this, if you love if you love movies, Universal is definitely a place to go, especially if you haven't been in a while and you've especially if you haven't been able to appreciate it as an adult. Mm
1: -hmm. I mean,
0: man, is there there's just some great stuff to see there, and it was it was just a lot of fun. Um, But bringing us back to our blockbuster run kicking off this week, we've got Deadpool for you. Next week, we've got Solo for you. The week after, we haven't planned yet, but I'm guessing we'll have Jurassic Park
1: for you, (laughs) which. Interesting side Jurassic note, world, since we're not sorry. there yet. I saw the first reviews already out of it. And? It's been reviewed pretty well. Hmm. Which is surprising to me, because usually... Very the, surprising. Usually when they do that sort of trailer malpractice, like we've discussed in yeah. previous the episodes, yeah. that usually means a, it's going to be a bad movie, and that's why they're trying to give you all the stuff. Yeah. No. Uh, I read the, the I re- saw one tonight uh, came out, the review on IGN. And it was reviewed very strongly. Actually, it was like an eight point five. Oh, awesome.
0: That's exciting.
1: So we'll probably hit
0: that up as the the third in our blockbuster. Yeah, role. I'm
1: I'm I'm back on board with Jurassic World two, whatever. Now fallen kingdom dinosaurs. No, not fallen dinosaurs. Fallen kingdom scientists. <laughs> the scientists <laughs> have definitely <laughs> fallen from grace.
0: Um. Sweet. Oh, that's exciting. I. I no matter what I was gonna be excited about this just because I love Jurassic Park. I am, you know, I'm still hurting from that last trailer. That was just
1: infuriating. Ugh,
0: it was horrible. But uh, glad, glad to hear that. Um, cool. Sorry, I'm just uh, taken back. Uh, so that's our blockbuster run, probably solid three movie run uh, of episodes, and then we'll, we'll cl- clue you in on what what else might be coming down as we. I, I think to we'll it. be
1: able to get. Well, I forget exactly what day Jurassic World comes out. It may have to be. There may have to be something between uh, solo and that, and maybe the week after. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll find out then. It's sometime um, this month. I just forget the day.
0: Yeah, I think it's like towards the end. Anyway, what was the other
1: thing? Oh, Hotel Artemis. Hotel Artemis. We're gonna do.
0: Yes. So that'll be that in comes there as out well. this
1: weekend. I think.
0: Oh, is it? All right. So that might end up being before Jurassic World then, depending on timing. But sweet. So we got we got some good stuff coming down the line. Um, and that brings us to another piece of this of, of my of stories here that I pulled up there was a um it's funny it, it was called the. it was a superhero fatigue article and you can check it out on the flicks uh flipboard magazine and I the only reason I brought it up is that we've talked about superhero fatigue before um this was yeah, a whole episode it, about it basically we, we did <laughs> we had this person brought it up again and Normally, like I, I get it, I understand where it's coming from. In most, but the way that this one particular one was written and what I was reading, up, like and like hearing from here, this I was like, you're not. I feel like you're just saying it to say it at this point because it was complaining about like you know superhero movie after superhero movie, right? And it's like the last movie I saw. I I've noticed like the last like three movies I saw were like X, Y, and Z, and it's like oh like they're all superhero movies, and like I think one of them was like Solo was in that mix, and it's like it's. Or I'm about to see solo. It's like it doesn't count. Like, stop. What you're actually talking about is blockbusters. And then he gets into that. That'd be yeah, like, you're talking
1: about blockbuster for to, me.
0: And <laughs> there was a there was just a great line in there though that was just, please stop. All of my blocks have already been busted. <laughs> <And> I, was <laughs> like, I was like, that's great. That was really funny to me. However, I disagree with like being annoyed by all of this. Because you this guy makes it sound like he is forced to go. You are not forced to go. Well, he is forced to go. He's a movie critic. I don't think he was. Uh, okay. I'll have to go back and read the – like go back and check Well, based on this whole not, like,
1: this whole screen, I was assuming that he was someone who you know, was paid it, to it, read about it, movies. It was just like more of like a
0: – I think it was <clears> – <throat> anyway, it didn't seem like – I don't think I had see, read any of his other reviews or anything like that. But just even if you are though, like you can, you can make
1: that statement. But I don't like, – you can't – it just bothers me because... Well, I see. the thing is, I think there's two separate discussions as far as that goes. I think there's a different conversation between superhero fatigue yeah. in the sense that the movies themselves. But I can understand how someone who's a serious film buff, and when I say that I mean like film, not just movies. Yeah. I can see you looking at the movie landscape and being irritated by that being only the only thing really that is disagree i i'm not saying i agree per se i'm just saying i can understand it well the only reason
0: i say i disagree though is because you have your season it comes at the end of the year and the beginning of the year and the the spring and summer is for everybody else the spring and summer is for the people that are going to just something to do on a friday night they're not it's not all the movie buffs grant though we love it (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, you and me, we love it. But well, we do
1: get to have the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah, well, well because we enjoy everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I don't know, it's it's not a big deal. And if you were... If people are that adamant about, like, there's too much of the superhero stuff, then they wouldn't be seeing it. Yeah. So, we, we haven't reached that point yet. You're just annoyed.
1: Well, and the biggest thing is, and I think we did... I think what you and I discussed what the central tenet of our argument was was fairly prescient um because that was a year ago um the idea that as far as the these superhero movies continuing to be released especially if they're going to do multiple ones a year by varying what type of movie each movie actually is Mm -hmm. is how you stave that off and if you look at it that's been so right because thor ragnarok was not just a superhero movie it's something entirely different Black Panther is not just a superhero movie. Avengers Infinity War is not just a superhero movie. Deadpool 2 is not just a superhero movie. They're all right. movies that, while they have superheroes in it and adhere to a lot of the tenets of what goes in, all of them are a different style of movie that, if you took the superheroes out, would be able to functionally exist on its own.
0: If if all the movies were the type and quality of, say, Fantastic Four, yeah. I would get your argument. Not your argument, like this guy's argument. Yes, I, I would get, I would get that, and I would be like, yeah, that you know, that's that's crappy. But guess what? Or if, people you know, did vote with their wallets on that one, and or, it's you know, not happening if, anymore.
1: <laughs> I said, or you know, if if we lived in a world where Marvel didn't exist and we only had DC, where it's one good movie and then a bunch of crap outside of it, again, I could understand, like. Oh, they just keep churning these out and it's like they're just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks because that's yeah. kind of what DC seems seems like their master plan is essentially becoming that. <laughs> yeah, you know what's what's funny about them?
0: I'm wondering if they if they, if they really are trying and they're just not
1: good. Cuz that would be really shitty. <laughs> no, because that's the thing though like outside of Wonder Woman, hint, hint their only success, all the other movies are just comic book hero movies. Right. You know what I mean?
0: I'm just weirdly done. Her movie
1: is a World War One movie with a superhero in it.
0: Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's a great two-thirds of a movie.
1: <laughs> um, Speaking of which, you know, slightest of spoilers to Deadpool 2. That line at the end where he goes, oh, look at that. CG, A big CGI fight coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed <like> that.
0: <laughs> um. Anyway, but basically my point here is if you if you're tired of them, just stop seeing them. You don't have to yeah. you don't have to be that annoyed about it. It's fine. You no one's forcing you to go. Also, if you want something else to watch, there's a crap load of indie movies that you've never seen. I know
1: that because literally no one can see every movie. <laughs> so go ahead and unlock over those. That, not just that, but it's not like there isn't anything like that out. I don't know what the quality of these movies are, but sure. I knew when I was looking at the uh, I was looking at the schedules to see which whether I was going to be able to see Deadpool or Solo first. It was depending upon yeah. what came out or what was on at what time on what day. Um, there was a bunch of movies that were in the theater that I'd never even heard of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So other things are being well. released.
0: I I I also the other day I where I was going through all the all the stuff that was out and I had that exact same experience. But part of it was because. There was so much advertising that day for Jurassic World. I was like, oh, is this out? And I was ready to go see it. And I was really sad that it wasn't out yet. And I was like, oh, tickets are on sale. Got it. Well,
1: that's why That's why I saw this review for, for Jurassic World already. Um, internationally, it's, it's already been released or it's being released in the next, like, two days. Oh, interesting. It's just not out until, like, the 20th or something in the U.S. That's weird. Yeah. It, uh, I mean... That happens with huh. some movies, but it's rarer for movies that are like American, like made. Like yeah. I know, I know that the last James Bond movie came out in like England like two weeks before uh, it came
0: out in the US. Sorry, just the the James Bond. Thing. <laughs> we'll we'll get into that when we get into Deadpool. Oh yes, so. Alright, so moving on from superhero fatigue... um, Hang on one second. Yeah.
1: brief aside now that I've just mentioned uh, James Bond. Don't you point that finger at
0: me. (laughs) Or... Do you prefer it different Or slightly to the right of me.
1: What's over there?
0: (laughs) Well, no, I'm pointing at you, the little little square on my screen. (laughs) Point directly at the camera.
1: Not at the camera. No, point Uh, at the
0: camera. Point at the camera. Much more menacing. (laughs)
1: Um... (laughs) Did you see the report that um, the production team for the new Bond movie is angling after Helena Bonham Carter as the villain? No. Which I think that's kind of interesting. One, because that's cool. she does villain in her sleep, and two... Yeah, she's terrifying. She is. <laughs> um, and two, I think that would make her the only primary female villain of a a female villain who was the primary villain of a... Bond movie. Yeah, it's. There's been femme fatales, but there's never sure. been a primary villain who was a woman.
0: Yeah, no, I, th- I think you're right. At least not in the ones that I've seen, and I've seen a, the best a, a my good knowledge. deal of them. Yeah, huh. That's cool. That's exciting. Uh, is it? Yeah. Is it still Daniel Craig? Begrudgingly, <laughs> I'm. I'm,
1: uh, I'm excited for when that's done. I genuinely enjoyed him as Bond, but it's time to move on.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's just there's something about the Casino Royale was fantastic. Yes. That was a great movie. Uh after that one, it went downhill for me.
1: It's been a roller coaster. Yeah. Quantum was just
0: the the last 20 I just minutes don't know stretched what out happened. over
1: two hours. I just don't know what the movie was about. I've yeah. seen the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um Skyfall was very good. It seems like that's like everyone, like everyone was like acting like it was such a masterpiece. Uh, I think that Casino Royale destroys it oh, head to Uh But Skyfall is a good movie. I, I enjoy the movie. It just it doesn't. You know what it is. I as much I loved
0: I loved the older Bond films. I really enjoyed the Pierce Brosnan ones just because that was you know your formative years. Formative years, yeah. But um, I just always loved like the. Almost like the, the cartoonishness of it, right? Like it, did, it
1: did a better job of striking that balance because a lot of the stuff, especially the Dalton ones in the 80s, mm-hmm. were way too cartoonish.
0: Yeah. Which
1: is why they weren't very successful. It's why he didn't last but two movies. It's why yeah. it went into its longest hiatus between his last one, I think it was The Living Daylights, and, um, and the first Pierce Brosnan one, Goldeneye. Yep. That was the longest gap between any two.
0: Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And then the, the other ones are just you know you they're basically they were eccentric. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, nice callback uh, to our previous episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, also but, great because John Cleese played the Q replacement for like one or two movies. Yep, that's true. But you know what it was though with with Casino Royale it was it was
0: a really awesome nice breath of fresh air it was very different it was it was more grounded it was a lot of fun it was well written it was the acting i thought was fantastic the villain was great like i i well, loved was, all of it.
1: it yeah no i mean and, and i love mads mickelson in, in general as an actor yeah. um he killed it in that role um it was the gritty dark reboot without being too dark yeah like it was like what dc wanted to be that's fair but then it but then it just
0: it just kept Feeling like it was getting more and more dark and more and more serious, and it was losing any semblance of the lightheartedness that there is throughout all of the other James Bond movies.
1: Um, I, I would, I see yeah, how you'd say that, how I kind of strayed from the path, but I, I still didn't think it got too far. But also, it made sense because Daniel Craig was aging, and so the character aged with him. Sure.
0: Um. Well. Anyway. That's I, that, that's cool. Uh, so see, sequels galore. Uh, let's 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 hop in here real quick. so uh, uh, a tweet the other day. Uh, Top Gun Two said why? Just not just not sure what's happening there. I mean, nope. I love Top Gun, so I'll probably end up seeing it. People like there's people that are that'll love an original movie. That when a sequel comes out, they're they're so mad that you know they're not going to see it. Anything like that. For me, I like having more in a universe that I previously enjoyed, knowing full well that going into this, it's gonna just it's it's gonna probably ruin the <laughs> ruin what's there. <laughs> but I'll still see it. Um I just don't know why. Like I just don't know why now. <laughs> like just like who made the decision. And the movie's gonna flop.
1: Yeah. Well, I just don't know what the intended audience of that is
0: tom cruise
1: yeah it, which also is how it's getting made
0: in his yeah in his basement um then i was like oh what other sequels are coming out and a few other of the ones rattled off and the, the next one was was bumblebee and i was just like i don't know if it's really if you count it as a sequel or not but i was just like you know what we're we're done with that can we just can we not i don't even think i saw the it's, last two i think
1: it's a reboot
0: a reboot? I think it's so. too soon! <laughs> is it, though? Is it ever too soon? I'm sorry. Do you know... <laughs> it's... Yes. It is, it is too soon.
1: Always. Almost always. <laughs> it's too are, soon. You,
0: are you familiar with the Jay and Silent Bob reboot?
1: They're rebooting it?
0: The, no. <laughs> the title of the movie is Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. And... It's the exact same story about them trying to stop them from making a reboot of the movie from the first
1: one. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Which I just think is so silly. <laughs> but I love it, though. And I can't wait, wait to is see that it. a thing that oh, that's happening. he's making? Yes, he's making that.
1: Oh, actually, you know what? That, yeah, I did hear about that, I think.
0: In in his interviews and in all like the write-ups, it's like, no, it's really funny because it's the same movie. He's not hiding <laughs> it.
1: He's saying it's the same movie.
0: <laughs> and I can't wait to see it. Very excited. Um. Anyway, Bumblebee. So it's kind of like
1: it's kind of like the twenty-two Jump Street <laughs> thing, where like the whole movie is just do it like the last one. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Basically. So Bumble, you, uh, Bumblebee's a it's a, whatever. You know what we're past. Yeah, that. I
1: heard. I heard the trailer came out. Was it yesterday or today? And a lot of people got excited about it. And I, I purposely didn't watch it because I don't want to have the off chance that I care <laughs> I no, just don't I think that there's a, any chance that I will because I don't want I in. I enjoyed the first one mm-hmm. it was fine the second one was just okay I it, it was whatever one man and that, was,
0: that was a what <laughs> is, is that the one with uh oh what's his name go on I can't think of his his, his name he was in the night of Nah, the night of. Forget it.
1: I'll look it up. You keep going. Um, oh, sorry. You said the night of, and I was thinking of the night before. <laughs> that was a good movie. <laughs> Two very different things. Very,
0: yeah, wildly different.
1: Uh, you're talking about John Turturro. Yes. He's in both of the first two. I don't know if he's in any of the others. In the second
0: one, that. though, when hes I think it's the second one where he's driving through the desert and the guy's in the car with him. And he's going, one man, alone. Yeah, are <laughs> yeah, it yeah. right here. <laughs> that was my favorite part of that movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I saw the first two and then I never saw any of them again. And any chance that I had of going back and watching them and like trying to catch up, um, I was very quickly quashed with the 7,000 times I saw the trailer for The Last Night And you and I were in the theater watching it together. And I said, I said, Wait, is that a mechanical asshole under (laughs) the (laughs) sea? Yes. That was the last straw if there was any chance of me going back. And uh, I just don't care.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be on TV. And I'm not going to know where the remote is. And I'm (laughs) not going to be, not going to have enough strength for like three whole hours. And, well. It's gonna be one of those things where it's gonna start, and it's either gonna be semi interesting or so bad that you can't walk away.
1: <laughs> I feel like you're just building yourself an excuse to
0: to watch the movie. I'm not gonna do it. You know, the thing is, it's it's almost impossible for me to fall into that hole unless I decide to put it on now because I don't have TV. <laughs> I I cut the cord. I stream only. <laughs> so I would have to act. I would actually have to put it on or. Or I watched like the first one because I wanted to, and then Netflix was like, hey, you want to see this? <laughs> and I'd I, be thought, like, I thought oh, you no. still had PlayStation View, which no, that's, still has that's, I'm done with that. That's gone. Oh okay. Yeah. I'm not paying for that anymore. We're, okay. finished. We're finished. Fair enough. <laughs> <much. laughs> um anyway, Bumblebee. Uh then then it's then it starts getting interesting after that. We get Bill and Ted 3. Which
1: I I never saw the first two, so
0: I am absolutely going to see. (laughs) Very excited about that, actually. So that was a nice little treat when I logged into IMDb and I was looking up sequels, and I was like, "Oh, hello!" Um, And then Lego Movie (laughs) Two. That'll be solid. That's still a ways away, right? Yes, as far as I understand. I didn't look up the date, but it was just the first time I'm seeing it, which means yes, it's. it's I did see
1: something. I did see something today. About some joke that Lord Miller built into it about getting fired off solo or something like that.
0: Excellent. Are they going to kill the Han Solo Lego character? I don't know. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. Um, yeah. Uh, so Lego Movie Two. Very interested in that. Uh, the other thing that popped up with when I was looking through this though was the uh, was the It sequel, uh, mm. which we, we all know is coming, right? Chapter Two. It's not. It's a. It's a two part two. Two port. It's a two part story. Uh and it was the casting so far. And I was like, I hadn't I don't know how long this information has been around, but I hadn't seen
1: it before. Some some of it's been around for a while. Some some stuff well, there was weird. There was like two names that were like officially reported by like one outlet like a few weeks ago.
0: Mm.
1: And then they were reported again by like everyone like okay. a week ago. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, am I living in some sort of weird fucking, like, dream? I was like, wasn't this reported? Like, not rumored. Like, it was reported, like, weeks ago. And how is this a story now? Like, did you guys all... Did <laughs> all of you miss that one outlet reporting it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they needed two sources, and there was just the one.
1: So, <laughs> And I don't remember which one it was and who... I mean, I read so many different things that, like, I... I unless I remember, because it's from a particular writer, because I remember it's a particular style, that it's with whatever... Like, I, I don't remember which site it was but I was like you guys are not breaking this news this news was reported like 10 days ago
0: <laughs> so let's let's go through the list thus far um beverly march is going to be played by jessica chastain which not really surprising because i think any time right now where they're like we need a redhead they're like what about jessica chastain well, and she the first plays one- the character
1: when the first one came out, uh, a ton of people were pushing, like fans were pushing for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some people were pushing for, I believe, Amy Adams as well. But Jessica oh, Chastain, then, they, was then the, they made the right choice. Moving was, on, was uh, the consensus? <laughs> but you don't like Amy Adams? No, not a fan. Oh, okay.
0: No, um, Pennywise, same guy. Bill. Now this is the one that excites me. Is played by James McAvoy, and I really like him.
1: That, that casting makes sense. There was another one that I saw that I was... And I, I I remember some of them, and I don't remember some of the others that I'd seen. There was one of them that really made me scratch my head, but, yeah, the McFoy one makes sense. Uh,
0: ben J. Ryan, I don't know who that is. I'm not sure. Now, Richie is going to be played by Bill Hader.
1: Yeah, that would make sense, too.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be good. That's a solid choice. Um, and then I think that was... Eddie, played by James Ransom, I'm not familiar with him either, but I think Maybe that, was that was the, the one the that I was like it. scratching my head at. I'm trying to check. I think that's everyone, everyone so far. Um, But still, the, the James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain, Bill Hader, I think it, we're in for something good.
1: Those are all good calls, I think. Yeah.
0: I think it's gonna be a gonna be solid, and you know if they stick to the formula of the of the first one, which they just absolutely nailed, uh, it'll be solid. So I'm very excited for that sequel. Now, little note here about The Walking Dead: Walking Dead season nine will be Andy Lincoln's last season.
1: See, I've seen that reported a bunch, but it's weird. There's been like no comment on it. But,
0: yeah, reported multiple outlets. I guess maybe his contract is up. Which, a couple of couple of things. One, we never know if somebody's leaving the show. Rarely. Really? Like, until right before it happens, usually. Um,
1: is, I just, what, what, what are the, what? Well, I think it's because of how public a lot of this shit got with them fighting with uh lauren cohen about her pay because her contract was up so i think a lot of this stuff ended up getting leaked that probably shouldn't have been oh okay but the thing is i haven't heard people been talking about as much but there was a follow-up report to the initial reporting on andy lincoln um she might be gone too after at like the same time really I was a reporter, so are that's they, what just, I'm are it's they just giving up? It's weird that I, I, I still haven't seen it as reported as fact. I, have, I looked at the first couple of stories out about them, um, and it wasn't really sourced anywhere. Like you know, what I mean, it was just like, um, yeah, this is rumor that we're reporting on. Like, uh, so it's, it's just it's been kind of a confusing news cycle on it.
0: So you're saying that it started off with, um, unequal pay. And then they were like, wait a minute, AMC, with their with their AMC greed, was like, what if we don't pay anyone? <laughs> and and no, they just no, fired no, all I the leads. Norman Reedus,
1: Norman Reedus got a raise. <laughs> oh, my
0: God.
1: <laughs> Supposedly, he's going to fill the power vacuum of Andrew Lincoln leaving.
0: Uh, all right. i I'm interested to see how this all burns to the ground. So I'll I continue. mean, at
1: this point, I... I kind of just want to burn it down Yeah, well, because I feel like if the show stops, I'll no longer feel compelled to watch it. What? Wait. <laughs> why, why? Why can't I just stop watching the show? I don't Tell know. Tell me why. Tell me why I can't stop watching
0: it. I don't know, but I have. I am very happy that I watched the last season without any AMC commercials. <laughs> <And it> was... <laughs>
1: See, I just fast forward through them anyway. So it,
0: I mean, it doesn't no, no, no. Why. You got to, you got to, you got to rip them out altogether. You got to get that episode down to the 30 minutes that it is. <laughs> Sometimes 23. Uh <laughs> it's brutal. But uh, I'm just I I was kind of shocked by that because I'm he's the he's the main character. So it's it's just it's just weird. Yeah. Like there's no like I know there's a lot of characters in the show, but the, walk, the but he's the main character. Like you I know they 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 like to go up their own asses in that show. It'd be like and like talk all artsy, especially on the Talking Dead and stuff. But the show's got one main character, and that's who it is, and he's leaving the show. So that's weird. Um, Well, but but they do have some pretty great send-offs in that show. So I'm excited to see what happens there. I think the next season could be good.
1: Every day that no, it can't. Every day that passes. I'm filled with more apathy. Mm. That's
0: fair. Um, I guess we'll just have to we'll just have to check and see. Um, well, we know we, we know you're going to watch it. You can't not.
1: I, apparently I can't. <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> well, do you have uh, do you have nuggets, Al? Do you have mm-hmm. nuggets for us this week? I I do strive to. I don't always succeed. Um, I try not to just go searching for stuff. I try to let it come to me. Fair. Um, one nugget, uh, let's get the nugget out of the way that'll be the shorter topic. Okay. Uh, though possibly the more interesting and enjoyable topic. Oh boy. Supposedly, uh, J. J. J Chen the director of all the Broken Lizard movies, like Super Troopers and such, is in talks with Marvel to possibly direct a Marvel movie. Huh.
0: Interesting. I have a story here. Any idea of what
1: Marvel movie? No, so I'll read you the – this is – I'd seen it originally on a different site, but this is almost word for word the same thing. This is on comicbook.com. Um, um, the MCU has sought filmmakers with a variety of backgrounds to deliver audiences fresh and unexpected incarnations, their favorite superheroes. Um, according to Jay chandler Sekar, the Marvel Studios has reached out to him to see if he had any interest in tackling a future project. Quote, they sent me the Marvel encyclopedia, and they said, what do you guys want to do? <laughs> so it's upstairs. My kid's going through it. He shared with Sci-Fi Wire, and he's going to make a list of what he thinks we should do, and I'll go through it. I'm curious to see what a 13 year old mind comes up with. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited I would for that. Be curious because I couldn't say that I'm not. Obviously, I'm not exactly the right person to to ask on specifics of filmographical. Um, tendencies of different directors really I know some but more because they're the most well studied and the most famous directors Um, I don't really know what style of movie he would make because he's done a lot of different styles of things over the years yeah outside of because we talked about when we did the Super Troopers episode he's done a lot of different TV shows and like I think even a couple of movies that I was like oh yeah I had no idea that he did that that's kind of cool yeah interesting I'd love to see where that goes yeah nice what's our what's our next nugget? So the other nugget is a little sneak preview into our discussion next week on solo. Ooh. uh because those of you who are listening who are up on your movie news and stuff know that solo is performing very poorly uh, at the box office. Shocker uh yes and no um I figured Star Wars was fairly bulletproof mm. Um, I thought that, you know, this movie could have made less movie than less money than expected. It could be making less than the saga movies, but I didn't think it would be this bad. Um, as far as ticket sales, mm-hmm. um, there's a, I think there's a bunch of different reasons why it's the case.
0: Okay. I think
1: there's, you can probably boil it down to probably two or three or four. Terrible main advertising. Points. Uh, yeah. So this story is about the marketing. Um,
0: The marketing was trash for this movie Because there was a lack of faith
1: The headline on Deadline was Solo a no-go due to poor marketing Not franchise fatigue According to an analyst It's thus far as of the writing of this Which was earlier today I think Or maybe yesterday uh, It had mustered only $264 worldwide At the box office But one prominent voice on Wall Street Blames the misfire on poor marketing Not a larger issue with the franchise Mm Mm-hmm Doug Creutz, a veteran media analyst at Cowen, issued a report to investors that reaffirmed his market perform rating on Disney shares. While the report's based on his financial view of the company, it allows the analyst a chance to wade directly into the pop culture water to so offer his take on why Solo stumbled. Point by point, the report knocks down some of the suggested culprits from production woes to tight release calendar spacing just five months after Last Jedi to lingering fan animus towards TLJ. If the franchise was able to survive Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, we have a hard time believing that The Last Jedi could have done that much damage. Projecting a final domestic tally of about $200 Crute notes that Solo's international gross is accounting for just 75% of its global cum, the lowest percentage on any franchise entry or spinoff to date. Given the hefty production and marketing costs, he concludes the film may well finish in the red. Even so, he f- writes that the film's struggle has occasioned some concern that audiences may be suffering from Star Wars fatigue. We think this is probably not the case and that Solo's biggest problem was an uncharacteristically, for Disney, poor marketing campaign. Summoning a notable degree of fan acumen, he argues that the marketing for Solo failed to persuasively sell Alden Ehrenreich as a young Han Solo, a character originated on-screen more than 40 years ago by Harrison Ford. By contrast, Kreutz pointed to the first teaser for Rogue One, which came out 247 days before the movie. But who's counting, Crut's. <laughs> the first thirty-five seconds of the trailer almost exclusively focuses on Felicity Jones, the protagonist, Jane Erso, selling her as a new franchise hero. The second half is dominated by the Imperial alert klaxon and Forrest Whitaker's voiceover, and practically screams "epic" at the viewer before closing on another <laughs> hero shot of Felicity Jones. That's great. The first teaser for Solo, he noted, <clears throat> came out just a hundred days before, one hundred eight days before release. The teaser, by our count, only had about 10 seconds of screen time where Aaron Reich's face was clearly in the picture. Not, in our opinion, nearly enough. He also muses about the production issues that have dogged three of the four Star Wars entries since Disney bought Lucasfilm. We're not sure why this has been the case, particularly compared to Marvel, which appears to be an incredibly well-oiled machine. He writes, one suggestion he adds, promote Dave Filoni to a higher level of importance at Lucasfilm. That one, I think anyone who's hardcore into the Star Wars stuff could have. Um, This is my own uh, sidebar here. I think anyone who's been hardcore and listened to us talk about it, uh, Dave Filoni deserves more power because he kills it on the TV shows. Filoni has shepherded Star Wars animated series Rebels and Clone Wars and and is executive producer on the upcoming Resistance. That's the new show that's coming out later this year. Ending on an optimistic note, Cruz predicts that the climactic Episode Nine in 2019 will do quite well at the box office, probably exceeding The Last Jedi. Untold millions of fans and Disney investors – hope they can take that forecast to the bank hmm.
0: interesting um yeah it's 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 a marketing thing and i think it was like i don't know a year a year and a half ago there were the like <laughs> the quotes of disney expecting solo to perform poorly like
1: well the, no there was no quotes there of that. there, that there was... were
0: there were about I I have to I think I actually saved one of the uh, one of the articles I have to go back and find it but it was like, I remember a
1: lot of that talk that was a lot of <laughs> rumor and gossip stuff I don't remember anyone actually being quoted I'm not just saying like yeah. you know sourced by name I don't even yeah. remember there being quotes I just remember being impressions no there was
0: uh, I have to I have to go back and see if I can dig it up but like it was like a specific thing and I was like well that doesn't bode well but it's almost as if after that like it would just that's why like the, there was like just no money pumped into the marketing because they were afraid.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a lack of money per se. There was plenty of total volume of marketing in the last few months. Um, I think, with, like what they said, I remember everyone saying when the first tr- teaser came out, like, we didn't see him the whole time. Like, you see him through shadow. Like, you barely see him in it. And everyone was like the people who were trying to spin it positively were like, well, maybe they're trying to cultivate this era, this aura of mystique. You know, there's been so much talk about him, and what is he gonna do? You know, he can't act, and he can't act like Harrison Ford, and right. all this stuff. Um, whether that was true or not, no one knew. It was weird the way they handled it, but I don't think it was a lack of money because there have been so many commercials. So many different things, like promotions that it popped up alongside. You,
0: of. you think so? Because I felt that this movie was not nearly as much. Well, how would I you face. know? You
1: don't have you don't have TV anymore.
0: I mean, outside, I do go outside. No, when I know. I, when Last Jedi came out, you couldn't look left or right without seeing something.
1: No, I still saw a fair amount of stuff, but no. But the thing is, I I do have TV, and I saw a million commercials in the last month. Mm. Um. And, like, all different sorts of, like, promotions with, like, you know, co-promoted stuff with, like, other products and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, that sure. sort of thing that they always do. Yeah. I don't think it was a lack of dollars. It was a lack of sense in how they were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> <Unattentioned>. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I realized that as soon as I said it, I was like, wow, that came out really well, and I really didn't even mean to do it. <laughs> that, was, that was wonderful.
0: I really oh, liked that. Wow. <laughs> I am speechless. <laughs> He actually made me choke. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, sorry. I, I, no,
0: well, yeah. well done. I mic drop. Um, <laughs>
1: I wish I could say that that it was intentional and it was That
0: not. that being said, we will be doing solo next week. Yeah. Uh, and just to give you a quick preview, I thoroughly enjoyed the hell out of that movie. Me too. So. Me
1: too. And I, so, like, I would anyone who's been on the fence due to this failure in marketing, and, and I it. honestly, I don't think. I think they discounted it too much. I think some of those other factors that they mentioned are pretty important. I think when this was released, because I don't remember how much we've done on the show. I know we've mentioned it a little bit, but I know to you, I've said, like, just when it's you and me talking, I really, since the beginning, do not understand why they insisted on releasing this movie in May. I don't either. Yeah. There was no reason that they shouldn't have released this in December. And that's not that having to do with production. I mean when they first put it on the schedule. Right. Just release one movie every December. Everyone will have time to get excited for it. They'll have enough time to have been – the last movie is been out of my system and I need more Star Wars. You cap the summer blockbuster run? Not forget about the cap. You, you, the only thing you're going to go up against is Oscar bait. Right. If anyone needs something, they need their fix at Christmas time for a big movie, they're that's your to see oasis it. Yeah. in the desert.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Um it, you don't have to worry about the fatigue thing if it's once a year, which Star Wars should be able to to bust out of the fatigue thing. Star Wars is Star Wars, you know what I mean? But I do think they self cannibalize themselves a little bit with having Infinity War here. Not that people were going to see Infinity War instead of seeing Solo, it's just you saw Infinity War at the end of April or the beginning of May, you saw Deadpool in middle of May. Do you really want to go see the movies again for a movie that is fairly inessential in what Star Wars is all about? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, and I, I actually don't even think that that is an inessential movie is a bad thing. I actually think the lowering of stakes is something that's smart for the Star Wars stories. Right. Because if everything is dire and the end of the world all the time, that's what gives you fatigue. Mm-hmm.
0: The, the smaller scale stuff is also way more relatable.
1: It's more relatable. It's more grounded. I think it's a big part of why Rogue one succeeded was yeah. that it was on the ground we're not beaten over the head with the force we see a little bit of it we get a little dabble of the mysticism without having it crush you down with all the the details and this was even less of the force yep. barely any in fact mm-hmm. spoiler alert yeah <laughs> I mean, like so like less than one percent of the movie is a, is cares about the force right um, it does a great job of, and I don't want to turn this into a solo review. But it's like, it's just this is a good movie, and they bungled every step of the production of it. The yep. you cannot tell me that marketing or not, you cannot tell me that firing your directors halfway through making the movie and hiring someone else who's not known for making big creative movies. Ron Howard's a good director; he's a competent director, and this movie is a good, competent movie. Mm. You can't tell me that that whole fiasco did not play into people not being excited to oh. go. Yeah, okay, You can't tell me that all did. of a sudden, the lockdown Star Wars and Lucasfilm, no one ever lets anything leak. And there's, this thing sprung more leaks than a fucking sinking Civil War ship. Like,
0: <laughs> all right, like all you right.
1: can't tell me all that shit about the actor sucking <laughs> and all that. did not play into people not wanting to go see the movie. It, ab-
0: it absolutely did. But Al's going to go take some blood pressure medication, and then we're going to carry on with that conversation next week when we do Solo. But for this week, do you have any other nuggets?
1: Ghosty sauce, it's a good solid movie. Go see
0: That's great nugget, dipped in barbecue sauce. Uh, this week is Deadpool two. So, shall we dive in? Yeah, let's do it. First impressions, non spoiler part of the review process here. Um, right off the bat, I am going to say this movie is not as good as the first one. I don't like. I normally hate when people say that because I feel like it's just a thing that people like to do. Um, it's not. It doesn't, it doesn't hold up the same way. It's not bad. The movie's not bad. It's fun. But it takes until the third act for them to really get their groove, which is unfortunate because I think the characters have a really good chemistry when the writing's not in the way.
1: I disagree a bit. Well, Great. for one thing, Great. I actually think... It's about goddamn I, time. <laughs> I think that this is a more refined product than the first movie. Interesting. Um, I think that they took the formula of the first movie, figured out what worked and what didn't, and they cast aside a lot of things that didn't work, and they made better and strengthened the things that did work. Um, This is a much more polished endeavor. Interesting. Um, I will agree to a certain extent with what you're saying about the kind of pacing of the movie. The it does have a couple fits and of starts early in the movie. Yeah. I don't think it took two-thirds of the movie to get there though. Hmm. I would disagree with the timeline. Okay. Um it was a little too long and I didn't like that it suffered from Lord of the Rings ending. Interesting. So even though that's kind of the joke, yeah. They did the family guy thing. This is not spoilering like it, it, this they did the family guy thing where they take the joke too far, but they did it too, too far. <laughs> that's
0: – but actually, I actually ended up coming back around on it. I, I, I was starting to feel that when I did come back around and laughed at it. But, which, uh, which
1: is the family guy model yeah. of the joke. You take the joke, you get take it for so long that you get bored with it, and then you keep going, and then you start laughing again. <laughs> yeah. I think that they still took too long on all of that. That's that's fair.
0: I, I will say, though, I – the, the, you had mentioned the pacing the the beginning early on in the movie it's it's very like it's like frenetic they're just like all over the. i feel like they're just like rushing into giving you a story just so they can get to the things that they want to do that's how it
1: but fun. see the problem is that like for the first 20 minutes of the movie i was on board it was snappy it was good you really. got some montage i was enjoying it it's and we're still in spoiler territory, so i won't say what's going on it's that big thing that happens the end of like the first act or yeah. i guess kind of halfway through the first act yeah halfway through the first act is probably the best way to say
0: it's pre-credits
1: <laughs> it's like it like <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. um because i'm so glad that you and i had like the exact same thought about that mm-hmm. um which i mean i'm sure many other people did as well it's just like i'm glad that we both put such prominence on discussing it yep um yeah it just like it jerks you to a stop it's like it's like jumping out of a plane and then having the parachute pole where, you know, you're flying at terminal velocity and then all of a sudden you're falling at like two feet per second. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just that period from the halfway through the first act to the midpoint of the second act that it slows down and it's like fits and starts of, is it going to pick back up? And no, it's not. And yes, it is. And, it's kind of, I actually thought that it was kind of suffered from multiple personality disorder. That was, I think, the biggest issue for me. Well, you know, it's funny.
0: I, I love the first one. Um, and I went in with super, super high expectations, which is my own fault. Um, just because I should have tempered them a little bit. Just because, like, you, you, they can't do the same thing. And I wouldn't expect them to. Like, it's, it's got to be a little bit different. Um, one of the problems here, the reverse marketing thing. The marketing was so good for this movie that <laughs> some of it is better than the movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Like the the Bob Ross
1: marketing? Oh my god. Is
0: is better than the movie. <laughs> and it's and it's incredible. Um but it I just felt that it took a little too long for it to get its groove, but when it did I was really happy with it. Um I'm not again, not upset with this movie at all. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. I left my ass off and I will obviously be purchasing it the day it comes out. Yeah. That's what I do.
1: Um yeah, I um, my brief review of the movie is it's everything you liked about the first movie done better. Very few of the things you didn't like about the first movie. But it's probably a bit too long and it's it drags a bit in the middle third of the movie. I would say
0: it's not as much of the things that I liked about the first movie. But close and up. also
1: I would say far less predictable than the first movie. That's fair. I was genuinely surprised a few times in this movie yeah. in a way that I really wasn't so much in the first one. The first one, as much as they play with expectations and play with narrative structure and all that sort of stuff in the fourth wall, a lot of the beats are pretty predictable in the first one. Yeah. Not so in this one. No, no.
0: In this one, because they're like, what weird thing can we do that no one's going to see coming? Here. <laughs> and they yeah. just do it. Uh, we'll get into that once we look the veil. Um, do you have anything else you want to say before we go there?
1: Uh, I'm going to strap in say, oh, holy shitballs, and let's get going.
0: All right. Great movie. Go see it. Um, and then tune back in for the spoiler part of this show. And three, two, one. Here we go. That James Bond opening <laughs> is the funniest thing. So... One, it's sorry, i'm gonna I'm gonna choke probably the rest of the show just so you know. I it, we've reached eleven sixteen. I still have my voice, which is weird for this week at about ten thirty every day this week. It just went out. <laughs> it was just <laughs> gone. So I'm, I'm gonna try. But um the Celine Dion song, first off, if you haven't seen that funny music video, it's incredible. Watch yeah. it. Uh, so that's the song. It's the title song. It very much is an old Bond song.
1: Yes, it was an like it took like two seconds to get into it. I'm like, oh my god, they're doing a fucking James Bond intro. Yeah, this is perfect for this. Where
0: where he is the girl? He's the girl dancing on the gun.
1: He's the girl, and he's James Bond. He's he is both. You're right. He is both. And And they and they brought back the thing that I enjoyed from the first one. The the credits where they all the credits were like. Oh my god. Okay. So yeah, jumping right into that, the thing that you were talking about earlier, the
0: main spoiler that you know. The girlfriend gets shot and dies, and in the in the in the credits, wait, <laughs> what did they? Yeah, just and I like it's like six different
1: credits. Like, yeah. wait, did that actually happen? Yeah, wait, no, oh, this, someone joke, can't right?
0: share the spotlight. <laughs>
1: yeah, someone can share the spotlight. That's Directed
0: right. by Blind Al. Yes. <laughs> oh man, they they that opening. I you know it's funny. um I missed the first two things that it said on the screen because I wasn't really paying that much attention, and then I was like, "Oh no, I have to read every word." I forgot about <laughs> this, and it—it's just so funny. But like again, during this, in, this Celine Dion song, which is actually, if you—it's a—it's a good song with great lyrics. It's—it's <laughs> it's really well done, and then it's—it's it's just tossed into this movie, and it's just so bizarre and funny. Yeah, and I absolutely love it. It's so goofy. Um. <clears throat> oh my God! But just he's 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 the hands that is that are making the gun. Yep. He's dancing on the tip of the gun, and then I yep. think he's the bullet that comes
1: out of it as well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just so it was so silly, but uh, there's there's a lot of a lot. Yeah, of I have
1: to say, unfortunately, uh, I saw that I had it spoiled for me that Vanessa died. Okay. In the movie, she it was Vanessa, right? I realize that uh, I am I'll double check for you. For some reason, uh, I usually have it ready, but I had to close my browser. Go, yes, it is Vanessa. Um, I had had that spoiled for me, unfortunately, um, but I didn't know like when in the movie it happened, so I was genuinely surprised by how fast. Yeah, it was quick. Um, I was like, "Oh, I guess she really didn't want to make this movie," or right? Because like, and then like they kept her around for those weird reveries where he like dies i guess mm-hmm. um which that was quite a opening with him committing suicide Telling himself explosively. yeah explosively yep um incredible the way with they the, did it with the, with the like logan pieces Diggs. of him like yeah.
0: shooting off with his the little logan diorama
1: yep with him dead on the stick just spinning Yep. Wonderful. I heard something about him like sending up like that thing where like I heard like you know how many times did Deadpool die in this movie or something like that. I was like, geez, spoiler alert, guys. <laughs> Which obviously, you know, when you say it like that, it's not much of a spoiler because now I'm just like, Well, how does he die so many times?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's that, that that was I also love that it was like the voiceover while all that was happening. Well, let's go back yeah. to how this all happened. <laughs> but Oh my god. Is that is that the reason that he? I forget, because it, it's been a couple weeks. But is that the reason that he had his baby legs? No, no that's when he got baby ripped legs
1: in half. The juggernaut. <laughs> okay,
0: I'm I'm jumping ahead to that for a second because the baby legs thing—that's when it really started to come back for me and feel like the jokes were really hitting their like hitting the mark.
1: Wait, see, that's see, that's why we we're different. Because for me, them recruiting the team and going through the whole thing with the team cracked me up. Sorry, that that's probably where it starts. Cause that's
0: a good 15,
1: 20 minutes before that, you know what I mean? Okay,
0: so from there, th- there through the rest, I could say it, it's it's working. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna again. I'm gonna choke the rest of this. But
1: the baby leg, the Basic Instinct baby legs, were the. It, no, the best part of the whole thing is when he purposely uncrosses them and crosses yeah, them again.
0: That Basic Instinct scene.
1: Yeah. Well, no, because it's the whole thing, like the running joke, the whole time, and then when he does that, and it's just. Josh Brolin's response, did you really have to do that? Yeah.
0: <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's great is they even take it a step further where he jumps off
1: the couch and is learning to walk towards him. Which That was actually incredible. With As much as uh, I'm kind of done with TJ Miller in general and his his shtick yeah. is kind of getting old and whatever, that was funny with him like narrating it. Oh, look, he's doing it. Yes. <laughs> look at him
0: go. <laughs> that was that was so silly but that that was like one of those scenes where that I I had me laughing so hard that I coughed like it was, it was just so so ridiculous um, also I think that is that the that's the only time that he's in blind al's place right
1: no uh, when Vanessa dies he goes there
0: right and opens okay. up the floorboard with the cure for blindness next to yep. all of the coke yeah <laughs> just great like that's a callback and that is yes. great that's really well done and as soon as that floorboard opened i was like oh my god
1: <laughs> i just love the way that he did the cocaine jamming it all inside of his mask and then <laughs> and he slapped he it, it just all pops out. that was
0: great it was so silly um jumping jumping ahead again to where where you were saying you 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 pinpointed it where the movie starts to really get its groove is during that rec- the recruitment scenes. Yes. and here's why there's a lot of um there seems to be some some improv in there because in the last one, I think it was either during the end credits or it was it probably wasn't the end credits. I think it was like on bonus material. but like they do the thing with T j Miller is insulting him over and over again like it's just like he's trying out different lines on him. yeah, there is one that I think I feel like they did the same thing for that scene and the one that landed was the one that was obviously in the movie where he says they're talking about the the alien and he's does it, he's like I do everything better than you and he's like I wish there was just a place that people came from they did everything worse than us and he goes I think it's called Canada and he goes you shut your mouth yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so good and there's like there's multiple there's multiple Canada jokes in there of him making fun of himself and it's just it's... They have, they seem to have a really good time with it. Yeah. Which is awesome. Wait,
1: I didn't realize Bill Skarsgård was Zeitgeist. <laughs> which one was Zeitgeist? Um... I don't even remember what his fucking power was. Because obviously none of them matter because they all died. Um, which was amazing! Yes. And it's funny because, like, they set you up to be like, oh, Peter is gonna die. And it's like... Well, no, I don't know. I guess I could see them killing off all of them. And it's like... No, yeah, no, all, all of them are dead. All of them are dead.
0: <laughs> zeitgeist is the one that spits the acid. Was he right? Did he end, did he end up in a wood chipper?
1: Um. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and that's how that's how Phil died. <laughs> in the in the beginning. <laughs> the Wait, did you know?
1: Who, did you know who played the Vanisher? Yeah, Brad Pitt. Yes, I didn't yeah, know that.
0: Yeah, because yeah, I because Kim and I were watching it, and he hits the power lines, and his face comes into view, and we both turn and go, "Was that Brad <laughs> 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 Which is just so ridiculous. But the um, as they're jumping out of the plane, and somebody who was it Terry Crews' character that says, "Is not it a little too windy for this?" I and like it so. just it just all hell breaks loose, and they all like that. You know what's great about that. There might have been pacing issues in the beginning. The pacing of that scene is absolutely perfect because it has to happen fast, but not too fast. You have to be able to see everything as it happens, but it has to be so quick that you don't even get a chance to realize what's going on in yep. the, the next one happens. And you're just like, wait, wait a minute.
1: Is there only one person left? <laughs> That's how that whole scene goes down. Well, and like they must have said it in the beginning of the planning but I must have missed the line about the wind advisory. Yeah. Because the first time I actually remember hearing it is when Cable grabs Weasel and Weasel says, I'm not telling you anything except for everything you need to know. Right. <laughs> yep. And he starts, he's like, you know, he says, yeah, they're going to do this and that. he goes, anything else you need to tell me? And he goes, be careful, there's a wind advisory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, okay, like, that's funny. Like, it's a random thing to say. And then I don't remember them saying it during the final part of the, the thing. And then they're jumping and he goes, they're getting ready to jump. He goes, wow, it's pretty windy. And I'm like, is the wind advisory thing really going to come into effect? Like, Or is it just going to be one of those stupid little jokes like, Haha, guys, there's a wind advisory. Like, You and know then, what I mean? Like, and then I'm pretty sure after all that happens, he,
0: Deadpool, he goes, who knew the wind could have this much of an effect? And Domino goes, everyone. Yeah.
1: Who knew the wind such a problem?
0: That's so good. That's so, Domino, that was a really funny, that, that whole interaction, you know. Luck is not a superpower. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. But it is. It's not though. Let's just agree that it's not. <laughs> Let's just agree to compromise. <laughs> but uh <laughs> what was really cool though was the way they carried that out because having her survive everything as it happens was really well done. Like and the way that they did it. Like it's like, okay, yes, a one in a billion chance. Sure, that's that it could have fallen that way and she would be fine. That's <laughs>
1: I thought it was cheesy in the trailer when he says, you know, luck is not a very cinematic thing and they show the truck flipping. Yep. I was like, oh, that's kind of cheesy. And then they do it over a whole extended sequence in the movie. And I'm like, wow, this is a hundred times cheesier, but still pretty but it, great. Well, it works.
0: And yeah, it's like, well, you know what it is when the, when the truck crashes and she gets like thrown out of it and lands exactly where she needs to. And like kind of just walks off. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> well done.
0: Oh my goodness! So much fun. That and whole luck's
1: not a superpower. This isn't gonna do anything for you. I'm already in the truck. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Again, another another scene from the trailer.
0: Though when he's when Cable's shooting at him and he's he's trying to hit the bullets. God, your bullets are fast. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> so so silly. Uh, what did you think of Josh Brolin?
1: I mean. I feel like we don't really have to ask that question anymore. He's a he's a really good actor. Yeah. Um that that being said, of his two big entries into superhero dumb, his take is Thanos was way better. Um mm-hmm. which isn't to say that he did a bad job as cable, but rather that they didn't let cable shine yeah. as much as they let Thanos shine.
0: Well yeah, so, Thanos was front and center for a lot.
1: <laughs> like cable didn't get on screen for like a long time
0: yeah that's true um
1: and the first while that he's in is just him like mowing people down like so it's not really you know there's not a lot of lot to work with it's not it's not until he comes to work with them that you actually get any insight into the character himself right right All so right. and that's that's the beginning of the third act right and that, and that that is
0: when he's when he you know enters the house with baby legs that's when it all starts yeah for sure um (laughs) i will say one of the other problems i have with it the actual bad guy of the movie it was just the most unlikable character like i just didn't care i didn't feel bad i just didn't care love the kid yeah oh i don't i i i should but i didn't i mean i just found him to be very annoying kind of some important messaging there no the, the i got the messaging I just, I just didn't like the – I don't know. It was just something I, – I think it was more the delivery. I didn't really care for the, the – I think it's fairly,
1: fairly relatable. Like everyone should be able to see a small part of them in that large boy.
0: Yeah, that's fine. There was just something about him though. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe, maybe, maybe then that means it's working. But I just, didn't, I just didn't like it. But the setup that that provided where Deadpool just shoots the guy – that oh my clear. gosh. Was well, that it's clear.
1: not just that he shot him, it's that he completely bastardized Colossus's speech from the end of the first movie about yes. four or five moments. Yep. Where it was supposed to be a good uplifting thing, and it ends up with him unceremoniously murdering a guy who admittedly <laughs> deserved to be murdered, yeah. but still.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's doesn't he
1: throw up? Uh or is that in the first one? Hmm. Think Colossus, first... I think Colossus yeah, throws up when he's doing his whole speech and he shoots.
0: Yeah, that's the first one.
1: Princess in the head.
0: <laughs> so good. Uh, oh my god. But I I Colossus is funny.
1: Yeah.
0: The, the character, and then the way that they use him, where he's like, please, when when he's when Deadpool's dying. Just say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just just say it. Come on. Come on. Just say it. <laughs> so good. The um <laughs> and I, that's the gratuitous death scene that you were yeah. referring to earlier Where it,
1: it goes on entirely too long and, uh, and even as someone who gets the joke it goes on too long
0: yeah it's, that's fun um, I think I was I, it It just came back for me but I think it almost you know it's funny it, it goes it's funny it's not it comes back I think their problem is it went away again
1: yes that's so, what I'm saying yeah. like, it did the thing where it came full circle and then it kept that's, going
0: that's fair um, but in the the rewind to put the the coin was was great. Like that's like in in this movie, like it almost feels like they were trying to do too many things that would have actually been like really good writing, really good story ideas, mm-hmm. and then mixed with just over the top comedy and nonsense. So like yeah. some of it, some of it, it clashes because some of it's it's too good for itself. Yeah, like that whole like the coin that they've carried around for that whole movie. And then, and then, like putting that in to save him. But um, I don't know. There's, there's the D. What about the DC
1: digs? Oh, I mean, I'm obviously <laughs> here here for any and all of that because they are well earned. And they were so good. Yeah. Are you
0: sure. You're not from the DC universe. What was the other one? There was another really good one.
1: Um, I don't remember.
0: There was. Wow. There's so many
1: lines and jokes in this, like that. I am going to watch it like five times to remember them. All.
0: Absolutely, like I, I can't wait to see it again. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to pick it up when it's. When I, it's I actually,
1: I, I cracked up when when he goes back to, the, Xavier school and, and he's like sitting in his bed, yep. <laughs> sulking, and he's playing, and he doesn't even have a full boombox. It's the little yep, thing. yep, <laughs> and he's playing it like, am like. Colossus, like, rolls over and, like, looks away from the window.
0: So <laughs> good. And another good thing about that scene is the reoccurring joke that probably happens, like, five or six times throughout the movie with, with him and Yukio. Yukio. Oh, my God. Why? Well, I, I don't know why, but that was so funny to me. Hey, Yukio. <laughs> every, time, every time. Every time. Just constantly, yeah. Hey, Yukio. Hi, DP. <laughs> 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 cool. What? Why? Why was that? Like it was just it was so. You know, it's like
1: probably the only innocent thing that's going on. Hi. Well, it's two things. It's one. It's the only kind of innocent thing going on.
0: Kind of yeah. And
1: two, it's like the one thing that he could hit Megasonic teenage warhead with that she couldn't come back at him with that he knew was going to get under her skin every time. Yep. And for some reason, she was playing along with it. (laughs) UK was playing along with it. The first
0: time he sees. Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Um, I forget what it is. Like, she says, Does she say, like, I'm a lesbian now? And he goes, Oh my God. Like, he just, like, the way, whatever his reaction is towards her, it's just, I love, I love their headbutt. Like, they're, they're almost like sibling rivalry that they have. (laughs) Like, they're constantly teasing each other. But that's, that was just so funny. Yeah. It's very,
1: like, actually, to a certain extent, you know, like, it almost reminds me of some of the ways that, like, me and my younger sister torment each other. Uh huh. Uh, obviously, we are the stakes on our relationship is way lower than theirs. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, to a certain extent, like, I, I actually see my own, re- like, relationship with her reflected in that, where it's like, you know, him making some sort of reference, you know, about her being, like, a cool, edgy, like, teenager and this and yeah, that. Yeah. And you know
0: what I mean? And it's like, you know. You know, um the main plot of the movie is like at its core it's kind of a it's it's kind of tragic and and touching. Like <laughs> he's he's doomed to live through these things, right? Because he can't die. Yeah. And what actually happens sucks because he, obviously he feels at fault for it. And then like the ending is is really bittersweet. Cause like it was almost it was almost a relief like getting them back together again. But then the rewind happens and pulls him out of it. It was like, oh, oh, oh. like there like there's a legit emotional roller coaster going on amidst all of this chaos and funny stuff.
1: Well, I mean, in the end, after all of it, the post credits he saved her life.
0: Yes, which was great. I hope you sharpened all of that knife. stuff.
1: Yes, yeah, it's just a good thing we sharpen these knives.
0: Oh my god, that was the obviously the cleaning up of the timelines, which is what we needed to talk about. Is the it was just absolutely perfect. That was another talk- one with the Canada jokes. He shoots himself and says, you're welcome, Canada.
1: Yeah. Talk about fourth wall break as Deadpool murders Ryan Reynolds.
0: As Deadpool murders Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool. How about that?
1: Playing Green Lantern.
0: Playing? No. There's
1: two scenes. There's the... Oh. No, but the other one wasn't actually Ryan Reynolds, though. Yeah, it was. No, in in X-Men Origins, they had some other guy play the... Weapon X. Really? Yeah. It's not Ryan Reynolds. It looks like him. It's not him. What?
0: Yeah. You're blowing my mind right now. Are you sure?
1: Fairly. He was in the movie, though. He plays Wade Wilson in the whole first act. Yeah. But at the end, it's not Ryan Reynolds anymore. You wouldn't know because they, like fucked up his face and there's the whole joke about well I guess striker finally shut you up because they like glued his face shut. Uh uh-huh. So you don't see like can't see anything below his like nose. It's it's not I think I'm pretty sure if you check on IMDb I am trying someone... to
0: find it right now because you're blowing my mind. This is that's which one was it? X Men.
1: Uh it was the Origins Wolverine.
0: I don't I just I, I can't believe that. <laughs> I just, won't, I just won't believe it.
1: Yeah, well, um, oh, I guess it's Weapon... I thought it was Weapon X. Weapon 11? That, it's Scott Atkins. He's uncredited.
0: What the frick? Why?
1: Well, uh, anyway. Probably because Ryan Reynolds was pissed at them as it was. Right. And also didn't want to do that thing with that thing on his face.
0: Yeah. Weird. That's kind of funny. I had no idea. But anyway, but well, basically we know that it's supposed to be him. So he's killing himself yes. again, which is just... So what, what does he say, um, welcome to the big leagues, when he's reading the Green Lantern script, and he just... That's the one... Is that the first one that happens where you don't even see
1: him on screen yet? You just see the blood on the page? Um, no, I think... Doesn't he... I think he kills Weapon X or Weapon 11 or whatever first... Oh, okay. And then I think he does that, and then he saves Vanessa and then he saves Peter.
0: <laughs> oh my God, he saves Peter. I forgot about that. <laughs> what, that which was what I liked about that, which I think is obvious I feel like it's intentional, is the timeline jumping would negate the other timelines, yes. but it's like, but no, I'm just I'm gonna save Pete <laughs> like that's that's how this scene's going to go. So Madison pure. It's so good. What he's, he's like, go the other way. <laughs> forget what he, he just like yells at him like a dog. Like, yeah. he's like, like he's like trying to get him to run away from him. Did you so... just like fang him? <laughs> that...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, get out of here.
0: Are you referring to the new girl, White Fang? Yes. Are, are you
1: <laughs> fanging me? What? what? How do you know that? You told me that it's your favorite book ever. You have a Kindle and it's the only book on there.
0: <laughs> so good. Oh my god. Yeah, those those post-credit scenes really make the movie. Um Do you have, do you have any other notes because I my voice is crapping out on me and I I keep muting to cough.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I I just usually hit the mute button when it happens. The audience isn't aware of how often that I do that, so that's a plus. Um I cracked up in that ending sequence when I cuz I didn't realize like I realized that they were cuz most of the music in this was like, real songs that they licensed or whatever, but the score they wrote for the whole end fight scene with, like, Juggernaut and everything where he's chasing him and it's the orchestral, oh, oh holy balls. Yeah. I didn't realize that's what was happening for the first minute, and then I was like, oh, my, what, what the fuck is going on in my ears right now? Yep. Yep.
0: Did you – you listened at the very end of the credits? Yeah, they played again, right? Yeah. In, in much clarity,
1: <laughs> yes, and there was other lines too, but the, the predominant theme was "Oh, holy shitballs!" Oh, holy shitballs! Uh, yeah, no, I cracked me up. I was that's, like, like, that's the thing.
0: Like, you really got to pay attention because there's jokes everywhere in this movie. Yeah, it's so fun. What did you think of the Juggernaut cameo? I, I had no. I did, honestly, I'm not super familiar with X Men, so I didn't expect anything like that.
1: Yeah, I had heard that there was uh, like a like a hardcore like X Men character that made it in. But I didn't know that it was him. Yeah. And when I saw him, I was actually a little confused because I didn't realize that Juggernaut was supposed to be a lot bigger than a normal person.
0: I didn't know he was supposed to be that big either because my intro, my my the extent of my X Men knowledge is the cartoon from when I was a kid.
1: I'm the cartoons sure. in the and the like the original trilogy of movies. Yeah, like I've never read
0: the comics or anything.
1: No, but I, I, never I don't read him remember him
0: being gigantic.
1: Me either. But I knew he was supposed to be a bad guy, but I didn't know he was supposed to be like that sort of psychopath. Mm. Um.
0: But that was really. I cool. mean,
1: it was interesting because, well, for one thing, it was unexpected to me. And they got the costume to actually look like the
0: juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, which is good. Um, um that, that
1: was fun. I guess it was kind of the perfect outlet for that kid's burgeoning psychopathic rage. Yeah. What about the uh, the fight between him and Colossus, though? Well, that's what I was saying earlier. The whole thing. Okay, guys. Big CGI fight coming. <laughs> yeah, but then doesn't he, like
0: like shuts the, the power line up his ass and throws him in the water.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yep.
0: Which is just silly. And, and then he probably got like a team up of
1: like but... Yukio and Negasonic yeah. teenage Negasonic teenage Warhead and and uh, well, <laughs> <Negasonic> teenage <laughs> what? <laughs> I still love that. Um. Plus, we got to see Colossus fight dirty after all of his, you know, moralizing and being the. Yes. Yes. And he gets. And (laughs) he drops in that bomb and it's great. Oh
0: my goodness. This movie's. It's just so much fun.
1: I remember early in the movie when they first went to, like, the. I guess prison's the best way to. Well, no, there was an actual prison in the movie, too. When they went to the whole thing where, like, the children are being rehabilitated. Yeah. Allegedly. Um. I was like, "Is that Eddie Marsan?" Nah, that can't. That can't. Oh no, 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 that, no, that's him. That's that's Eddie Marsan. Okay, he's playing a creep. Fantastic.
0: Uh, the creep guy. I was like, "Who's that?" Oh, the
1: creepy guy. Got it. <laughs> the guy who was in charge of the yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, you know him, even no, if you don't know the name. I,
0: I I know. I didn't. That's why when you said it was in charge, I knew <clears> who it was. Yeah, he's he's a creep show. He's normally a creep show, isn't
1: he? Sometimes. The first couple of things I ever saw him in was, but I, I don't think he always does. He was in um, the World's End. with Simon Pegg. He was one I of the friends. I didn't see that.
0: I, you didn't I see it at all. No. I want to. I just, I just never got to it. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, I don't know
1: why I was like sure that it, we had discussed it in the past. I thought no, you say- I, I,
0: I haven't seen it. i I've, I've been wanting to. So maybe we'll do an it, episode on it.
1: It wasn't as good as the first two. No, but it also was meant to be darker. I end up being disappointed with it because the the first two movies cracked me up. They are pretty solid. Um, you know, I I, I thought I actually see I, I actually liked that whole story with and, and like because a lot of times with time travel type stuff, it's it all becomes kind of. Exhausting to keep track of, and it's like a little bit of a whole butterfly effect type of thing where it's like a lot of times it ends up being something not that important. But the idea of a redemption of someone who is not too far gone yet, yeah, I, I found that compelling. Um, especially with you know no. someone who <clears> was still an impressionable youth, you know what I mean? Well, here's the thing
0: I like all that, I like the story, I didn't like the character, I just didn't, I don't know if it was, was the, it the character, would... wasn't the character. I don't know.
1: Because that happens a lot when you ask a younger actor to carry the weight like that. Yeah. You think uh, Jake Lloyd with, with uh, The Phantom Menace, think any of these movies. It's rare, like Natalie Portman in the Leon the Professional is like one of the few that like succeeds, you know what I mean? A lot I, of times... That kills it, yeah. <laughs> a lot. Most of the time when you have an adult movie that has to have a lot of heavy lifting done by a kid, the kid doesn't measure up. And it's... It always ends up getting the blame put on them. It's like, well, he's a he or she is a kid. Like, what what do you really expect? Like, they're not gonna hold their own compared to the professional actors and actresses around them. Someone could. Yeah, I just think it's hard to find those sure. people. Like, it's it's asking
0: a lot, and that's probably what it was. It was like I, as much as like the the storyline was cool and it was like, it was a good idea, um. You're right. It's it's that it's his carrying of the character that doesn't work for me, and he just he doesn't come across as it's all it is is whining. Yeah, but I with I, his delivery.
1: If you look at the facts, it's a scared kid who's been beaten and bullied and is confused and no, no. terrified, I, you, and you, I get that's that. going to manifest itself in moodiness and whininess. Uh, yes.
0: But it is a short – I feel like it is a shortcoming of it. And you're right. Maybe it's putting too much weight on a child actor. But I mean not. he's doing
1: – he's essentially doing the character <clears throat> arc of Anakin in Attack of the Clones. But I think this kid did a better job than Hayden Christensen who was not as young as this kid is.
0: That's not a high bar.
1: Yeah, but it's pretty impressive that a 16-year-old kid can far outstrip <laughs> a 25-year-old or whatever he was. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna like them. So it's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> I
1: guess you don't have to. I just. It's. It's. Kind of the central point of all of this. Huh. You have to at be able to
0: accept it. Like the story, like the like what the character, the representation, what it was supposed to be. Didn't like the execution. It was the execution that I had a problem with. That's fair. So, but other than that, the movie was was a lot of fun. <laughs> Big, big fun. I um, did
1: think the whole thing with with the kid and the Shiv and everything was pretty. The, okay,
0: funny. <laughs> that was funny. That got me laughing a few times. That was just really. That was trying to take out the biggest guy, and and he just kept getting his ass kicked. Yeah, he just, It was just like getting get decked in, in the face. Yeah, like 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 to the point where like that punch would kill somebody. <laughs>
1: like it was it was brutal. Actually, that kind of whole thing was uh, – I, I found that whole concept of the prison cool with, like, the the, the the choker collar that, like, yeah suppresses the power and, like, this and that. And mm-hmm. I and when he just presses the one number seven. Or she just presses the one number seven and that's what unlocks mm, it. Seven?
0: <laughs> it's not going to be can't. one number. <laughs> Bloop. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. Sweet. You have any other notes?
1: Uh, nothing major now.
0: Sweet. Well, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that one. That was a. That was. A, I can't wait to see it again. So that's it for this week's episode of Flux in the Six. Thank you for joining us. If you want to keep the conversation going, I'm at Aej Costanzo on Twitter and Instagram. Al is at Alessandro B eleven eighty seven. Check back in next week for Solo, a Star Wars story. Until then, cheers.